0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta.
1: Angrej, apna lagaan or News Laundry, apna hafta kabhi We are back with episode 331 of NL Hafta. Today, after a long time, we have Raman, sir, who has joined us in the studio. Hi, sir. Hi. You've had both your vaccine shots. Yes. So you're feeling a little braver.
2: Oh, wow. both. No, in fact, uh, I could have come anytime. It was because of my mother. Right. She was 79.
1: So she's also had both?
2: Uh, yeah, she got both. Okay. So the, I think because of that, I didn't step out.
1: Right. So in the studio, there is Manisha. Hi. Raman. Hi. And me, Abhinandan Sekri. Joining us on the phone line, both from Chennai, is our wonderful, very own Jayashree Arunachalam. Hi, Jayashree. Hi. And also joining us on the phone line from Chennai again is Rajesh Rajmani. Hi, Rajesh. Hi. I'm sure many of our listeners already know you. But for those who may not, I will give you three-line introduction. Rajesh is a film critic and director. You may have... Seen and if not seen, definitely heard of his film that made waves, called *The Discreet Charm of the Savarnas, which was so discreet that it went over many people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know that. <laughs> that what is the point of satire? Just like, just like uh, Anurag Kashyap's *Gulal* went over many Rajputs' heads. <laughs> they they thought it was, it was a, pride, them. A, very a pride, pride movie. movie. Uh, so uh, and he's also a film critic. Uh, he writes for *The News Minute*. He's also written for *News Laundry*. So welcome, Rajesh. How are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you.
1: And uh, have you had one shot, two shot, both shots, had COVID, you are a COVID and two shot COVID and one shot, no COVID, both shots, there are many combinations. Well,
3: I well I, well, I did have COVID like in March, but I've had my first shot now. Oh, great. I see. Right.
1: And you guys stepping out in Chennai, what's it like?
3: Uh, Chennai, I think, uh, no, I think we we have a lockdown right now. We are going to have it till the end of this week, uh, like a full full lockdown. So, you know, I think uh, I think even after that, it might get extended or something, or even if it's not extended, it's going to... Uh, not completely brought down. It it might be only partially brought down. So I think the the city is still, uh, you know, people are staying indoors as of now.
1: Right. So uh, before the panel gets into discussing four major things that we need to, uh, Jeshi shall give us the headlines of what made news this week. And we are recording this episode of Hafta on Thursday, the 3rd of June at 11.50 in the morning.
0: Yeah. So the headlines of the week. Uh, CBSE class 12 board exams and ICSE exams have been cancelled thanks to the COVID pandemic. The decision was taken at a meeting chaired by Prime Minister Narendra Modi. To speed up approvals for Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in India, the government may grant a major concession which has been requested, which is indemnity from liability. India's GDP has contracted by 7.3% in 2020-21. At a time when Air India's pilots have been demanding vaccination for crew and families, it has emerged that at least five senior pilots with Air India succumbed to COVID during May. Mm.
1: Yeah, and it, it, interestingly, this week, the Delhi government has um, opened a facility to vaccinate journalists mm. and families. Because... This is following the UP government, no? Yeah, UP the government, UP government, had government had it before. Had already done for families as well. Right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, Air India. Uh, and sorry, one more thing of your earlier one. the Initial request of was Pfizer and Moderna that they want a concession on indemnity libi- from liability, and following their kind of uh, request, even uh, our very own uh, Pune-based Serum Institute, Serum Institute
0: yeah. has
1: said that one nation, one rule. So even I want indemnity against liability.
2: And these five yeah, I think pilots, no
0: indemnity has been provided to any vaccine so far in India. Yeah. so they're saying if you give it to them, give it to us.
1: Right.
2: So these five pilots who died, mm-hmm. uh, they were on that one day. Uh, Bharat Mission. Bharat oh. oh, I see. Ah, That's sad.
0: Okay, Baba Ramdev has, is continuing this assault on doctors, <laughs> but he said on Monday that he respects allopathy and that doctors who practice modern medicine have a contribution that is immense. However, as we record this, the Delhi High Court is currently hearing a plea filed by the Delhi Medical Association, which is seeking to restrain Ramdev from disseminating false information on coronal.
1: And even as he is saying that they have... He hasn't really apologized to them, but his ads, meanwhile, continue to talk about the medical mafia and his Twitter does as well.
0: Mm. Yep, Uh, Over 8,700 people, most of whom were migrants, were killed on railway tracks in 2020. This is despite a halt on passenger train services for a good part of the year during the lockdown. This information came from the railway board. Uh, Similarly, the number of Delhi death certificates has risen by 250% in April and May to 35 to nearly 35,000. This is a 250% increase from last year. Amidst the tug of war between the centre and the West Bengal government, uh, Mamata Banerjee has announced that Chief Secretary Alpan Bandopadhyay has been appointed her chief advisor. So this has been playing out for a few days. Hmm. The centre has banned retired officials from the intelligence or security departments from publishing any information about their former departments without clearance. If they do go ahead and publish information, either in books or newspaper articles, I believe their, pen- their pension would be affected. There's that. Then concerned about the misuse of India's sedition law, the Supreme Court on Monday said it will redefine the contours of the law to indicate what does and what does not constitute sedition. In related news, the Supreme Court has also quashed an FIR with sedition charges against journalist Vinod Dua. This happened earlier today. Yep. In a plea to the Supreme Court, Petitioner has challenged the Delhi High Court's decision to allow the Central Vista project work to continue despite the COVID pandemic. However, the court replied that it found the petition motivated and file the petitioners 1 lakh
1: rupees. And it said that is an essential project of national importance which so shall continue as is. Yes.
2: No, the, I uh, think Abu, uh, in this story uh, they said it's an issue of ethic. I mean the the point that the petitioners had raised they were mm-hmm. issue of ethic, not of law. So the it's a court of law so the law, uh, the high court uh, you know it said that you're wasting our time. Right. You okay. know you raise it uh, on some other platform but This is not the issue for us Mm. to discuss.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Google says India's new IT rules do not apply to its search engine. The center is supposed to respond to this by July 25th. 24 people have been arrested in connection with the assault of a doctor at a COVID center in Assam. In related news, the police have arrested four people in Karnataka's Chikmagalur district for allegedly assaulting a doctor after a six-year-old boy died of dengue. There's been a spate of apologies At the center of a comedy storm, uh, many popular writers, stand-up comedians, journalists and so on have been pulled up for making sexist and casteist comments in the past. A number of these comments were about Mayavati. I think Rajesh can give us a little more context. Primarily
1: Mayavati only actually. All the jokes were about Mayavati.
0: Uh, Former Supreme Court judge Arun Kumar Mishra has taken over as the chairperson of the National Human Rights Commission. After Juhi Chawla on Monday moved the Delhi High Court against the proposed setting up of 5G wireless networks, she said this may not be safe.
1: And somebody interrupted that hearing with the songs of Juhi
0: Chawla. Yes, this became great comedy on social media. And I've this NHRC it.
2: post, it was kept vacant for very long time. So, so normally, I mean, whenever a person who favours the government, uh, not not uh, just BJP government, even in Congress time, so so they get such appointments.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, last headline the Kerala Assembly on Monday passed a unanimous resolution condemning Lakshadweep administrator Praful Patel's controversial policies they've also urged the centre to call them back
1: and I believe we and have an it. explainer on this already online mm-hmm. right? Newslaundry.com. so uh, thank you for that um, Jayshree and just one little request to our uh, listeners and our wonderful subscribers we like to hear from you and you've been writing us lots of mails but we have reduced the word count to two hundred.
2: I am a little optimistic, but uh, you know, I also feel the kind of mood that this uh, the BJP governments in states and central government they are in they just come up with something new to uh, you know kill uh, this your voice. So so I think they may come up with something new, a or b. I think they still have this UAPA which is extremely powerful if you start invoking UAPA against journalists I mean the court is not even going to hear your uh, plea for uh, So,
1: just uh, tell our listeners what exactly does the implication of UAPA ordinarily what is it meant for UAPA is
2: like MISA of the old time when when you are just uh, you know there is no court hearing you are just put uh, put in the jail that rule of 24 hours for
1: 6 months 24 hours before uh-huh. a magistrate yes, and all, all yes. those rules don't apply no yet. no
2: that rule applies but after that but you just tell the court that he has been booked under UAPA. that's it that's
1: it uh-huh. so you just six have to months.
2: present him but 6 months uh, you can keep him in the jail
1: without the person even applying for, uh-huh, bail. Applying for yeah that. so it's basically just the Punishment, punishment. Is the process so that is right. still there. That and, is still there. And the Courts cannot do so, anything
2: about that. So, uh, I'm just going by the mood of the like, like for example, uh, this. Uh, they even even the police officers who are retiring, hmm. they cannot write about their own department. Yeah, we'll talk so about they, that. So they also. have come up with this that issue. So, right. so see, they come up with the they, they, um, different laws. P- people were talking about and criticizing the government. So the moment you start criticizing they try to find a way to neutralize it. So, I think...
1: Okay, um, yeah, I mean, it's, the act itself is unlawful prevention. So, yeah. I mean, th- to prevent unlawful activity is so vague that it allows you to put anyone in... Like Siddiqui Kappan, you it's can just like, say he was on his way to uh, ignite a riot in Hathras. So, we have to prevent him from doing that. Put him A in
2: jail. Keralite yeah. who doesn't mm. even know Hindi well is right. <laughs> right. coming to Hathras to ignite. No, I mean, as as per usual, I
0: am not optimistic at all, I, I don't think i've ever been very optimistic That's ch- i feel <laughs> there are way too many sedition cases like vanisha say says that sort of go be, like under the radar that we don't know about mm. i mean then you look itself at the at what's happening to stands for me now who's been asking for bail and it's been repeatedly denied and this is again because under charges of sedition in the uapa uh the act i think prohibits bail if there is a prima facie case against the accused but uh and if so but the thing is that the problem with this prima facie rule is that it does not allow a judge to analyze the evidence in the case because they're saying that would prejudice in the trial so, so they, they have to follow so the, the investigating
1: word. agency's word is exactly. basically enough you
0: follow the investigating agency's word that this, this is the prima facie case and therefore you deny them with bail or you grant them with bail and this is very scary and this is something that they routinely apply and the court does have an opportunity to circumvent and grant them bail if they think there are grounds on human on humanity or if like your health is in very poor condition but it doesn't often happen so until the UAPA itself is struck down, I don't see this as an optimistic step for anything. Yeah, this might just be one random judge making a decision, but that's it.
3: Uh, I, I think, uh, see, I think uh, it's uh, um, even though I think it be, it became about uh, you know jokes on Mayawati or reservation. I think there's a general pattern in the kind of uh, stand-up comedy that that's been existing in the last ten years now. I think the stand-up comedy scene uh, became very popular uh, somewhere around 2010. I think if you saw the initial years somewhere between 2010 to 2014, I think, uh, you know, uh, because, you know, I lived in Bombay at that point of time, and I think that's when the stand-up comedy scene was like, you know, uh, you, know you know, in the beginning. And, I, and, and what I saw is that I think most of the, you know, uh, humor was was primarily on the working class, you know, there were jokes about drivers, there were jokes about, you know, uh, domestic helps, there were jokes about security guards, you know, most of the jokes were often made on, on the working class, you know, that was the pattern. And I think uh, the audience loved it too, because you see, it's a very homo- again, it's it's a very elite thing. It's you know, going to a stand-up comedy show is more expensive than going to a film. You know, the tickets used to be fined at some fifty bucks. So I think it's, it's 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 a certain elite sections of the society going. So I think both uh, both the comics as well as the audience came from a the same elite section. You know, and I think they enjoyed these kind of jokes. You know, so it's okay to you know mock you know you know your domestic help or drivers and all this and complain about traffic jam and. You know, your delivery coming late, you know, the pizza delivery coming late. So these were the kind of jokes that existed for, uh, for a for few years. I think, you know, both the audience and, 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 and the comics uh, enjoyed the initial few years. I think what happened, I think particularly after you know, this whole Modi government coming in, I think social media saw a complete change. You know, we had a lot of discussions. We had a lot of political discussions happening on social media. I think particularly after 2016, after Rohit Vermela's death, I think cash became, a, talking about cash became a very uh, common Thing in social media, you know, I think, uh, you know, particularly after his death, I think, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I think even, uh, you know, mainstream media, which refused to write about cash until then, I think everybody became forced to write about cash and acknowledge and talk about the caste privileges and the differences and the problems, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that come from the cash structure. But so I think what happened is suddenly it became profitable to be a certain, you know, to be woke and, you know, to talk all these cool things. So I, I, the very strange thing happened is all those, comics who were once making jokes about drivers and domestic help, suddenly they all became very angry. I think after 2014, they all became very angry. And, you know, they started saying very politically correct things. And even the slightest politically incorrect thing was mocked at. You know, it became it became a much cooler thing, both among these elite audience as well as the comics, to become very, uh, be politically correct and woke. You know And that became a currency in, in the last four or five years. And, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that shaped the stand-up comedy, seen in the last four or five years so obviously these comics have forgotten to delete their old jokes or tweets and all that stuff so I think uh, when people find these old tweets and jokes and or or these shows there's a drastic difference between what happened in 2010 to 14 and what happened after 2015 to 20 you know so obviously there's a you know people are going to find these new woke icons very hypocritical because of how quickly their stances have changed in a few years you know and I think that's that's I think that's what uh, uh, you know, uh, irrespective of any particular individual, I think uh, because it, it's, this is not a case of just one comic or two comics. You know, this, this has been happening throughout the whole, con- you know, uh, stand-up comedy scene. You know, so I think it's a it's it's, it's been a, it's a widespread pattern, and I think this, this this has happened throughout all metro cities. One one difference I would say is uh, I think uh, the pattern that emerged in social media, like what we were for all this, uh, the differences between 2010 and you know right now, uh, is very true for Bangalore, uh, Bombay, and Delhi. But I think uh, the, the scene in Chennai is very different because I think Chennai has always had a, a certain anti-caste movement through Dravidian movement and through the Ambedkarite movement here. So, uh, so we we don't find uh, the stand-up comics uh, here making direct jokes on you know a, a lower caste political leader or, or on reservation or on working class. So what happens here is there are some because because it's, a, it's, a, it's fundamentally a Tamil Brahmin dominated space, both the audience and the comics coming from the community. Uh, so, uh, so what happens is. The jokes are often about the positive stereotypes about the community. You know about how they are intelligent, how they're good at maths, how they go to IT, how they're good at GRE. You know how they go to IT coaching and how they work hard. You know, so most of these jokes are often about these. You know, uh, uh, it looks like criticism, but they're often uh, reinforcing positive stereotypes. You know, that's the kind of uh, comic uh, scene that Chennai has created, uh, which is slightly different from what's happened in uh, the other metros. So yeah, that's what I think about. Um, what's
1: happened. And after that, the chief secretary was called to Delhi, recalled because it under the Department of Personnel and Training, that is DOPT, they all report to the central government. Uh, he was recalled over here. She refused to relieve him. It has never happened in the history of India that a chief secretary, which is a topmost bureaucrat of a state, is called back without consulting the chief minister. He refused to come. She said, I will not relieve him. And although he had got an extension because his retirement had already happened, three months extension. Got a loophole. He said, I resign. I don't want any more extension. So he resigned. Retired. Yeah, retired. So correct. It was Because a, a resignation cannot be given. It yes, has to yes. be accepted. It retire. was just a retirement. Mm-hmm. So he retires. He doesn't take the extension he's got. She reinstates him as advisor and he stays there. So they have outwitted the Chanakya and Modi at a game of technicalities. Now this has led to, of course, that, you know, where are bureaucrats? Who do they report to? Does this auger well. So this is the context and I will just spark off this discussion with the following anecdote. I don't know, Raman, what uh, your uh, friends in the bureaucracy tell you, but uh, the few that I have are really pissed off with the central government. Uh, Most of them don't have the guts to say it and bureaucrats are trained to obey. They will obey anything. It is shocking and I find that really distressing actually. But they are not happy with how they are treated especially now and they are all now worried about how their future can get screwed fairly badly, and in the light of which, there's this new law that has come that was in a headline that people who are with investigating agencies uh, or sensitive uh-huh. positions cannot write or disclose anything about that. So, in the past, mm. we've had Myra, mm. that police chief, has written a book, Amod Kant has written a few books, everybody, um, well, Raoka Raoka chief, Raoka chief, what's his name, uh, Dulat Kao, 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 they've yeah. all written books. So, right. now we will not get any such books in this context. Do you think? And also, another little subtext of this is broadcast media, the prominent ones, Times and all, narrative they run is everybody's fighting with Modi rather than trying to fix the problem. I only see Modi fighting with everybody. I mean, I really don't see how anyone else is provoking him. Everybody else is bloody giving him too much latitude, if you ask me. Is this just deserts for bureaucrats who have been complete pricks for too long in India and finally (laughs) they are getting theirs back? Or do you think it will lead to a governance Disaster. I think there'll be many constitutional crises that'll come up. This is just one. And I think that's a good thing. All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta. We will see you again next week with the hafta. Till then subscribe. Pay to keep news free, because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform.
1: Please subscribe to News Laundry.